Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Straight from your waking nightmare, it's the Morning After podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, the Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With a large selection of cars, SUVs, crossovers, and trucks, and payments as low as $250 a month, Rob and his crew have exactly what you need. And with one of Idaho's largest Subaru service centers, Rob and his crew have got you taken care of with express oil changes in under 45 minutes guaranteed, or it's free. And now, Nick and Big J. Well, good morning, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to Wednesday, the 25th day of January 2023. My name is Nick. Hey, there's Big J right over there. Yeah. Smack dab in the middle of the week, Big J. How has it been for you so far? Don't... Don't lie to me. Pretty great. Wow, really? What happened this week? That was great. I woke up. Is that all it takes yeah, to be great? to be great. Yeah. You got the bar pretty low. I don't know. Living is pretty good. Yeah, it can be. Depends on your living situation. So that's people that are dead. I can't, you see? They're dead. Yeah. Uh, unless you're talking about Jesus, who apparently yes. is alive in heaven. Yes. And I can tell him that? Yeah. How do I get a hold of this guy? Just speak it. Yeah, no, doesn't seem like he's listening. But I will say... Well, why would he listen to you? Well, see, now all of a sudden you just told me that he was. Well, he was a bad attitude. Do I, though? I feel Sometimes. like I'm pretty positive. On top of all that, we also have a bunch of things to get into into the show. Do you want to explore more religious theory during the course of the show today? Absolutely. All right, that's you start. Good. That's the 630. <laughs> I don't think you want me to start. But uh, we will have a chance for you to go check out the Foos Fighters. That's happening at uh, the Knitting Factory coming up on the 11th of next month. And if you would like to go to that, that I know is happening, and you can actually get in by winning tickets on this very show, which we will give you a chance to do so over the course of the show today. Big J, at some point during his day yesterday, spent some of his time alive watching the t- a movie called Memory. Did this ever get a theatrical release, Big J, or is this one of those straight-to-streamers? I, You know, I don't know for sure. It's hard for me to keep track of Liam Neeson movies. I feel like it did. I feel like it did, but uh, I mean, I have to. No, I don't think so. It was 2022. It couldn't have been. So I don't remember that. Yeah. So Big J will give us a movie review of that coming up later on this hour. Uh, Anybody else of note in the movie? I'm trying to think. Oh yeah, Ray Stevenson, former guest of Morning After. I like Ray Stevenson. Who was the other person that I had as the one of the stars? Liam Neeson. Oh, Guy Pierce. Yes, Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce also in. So uh, we'll get a recap of that, and Big J will let you know if it's worth your time, which is available to stream on Amazon Prime. We also have a chance for you to have some headlines. We're going to go to hell over the course of the show today. Should be a solid Wednesday show. That, at least, is our goal. A little bit higher than great. We'll see what we can do. But let's get started with some music. Allison Chain's going to kick things off. Man in the Box, the first song you're hearing on the morning after with Nick and Big J on the X Rocks. Important stuff. What's going on in the news today? The morning after with Nick and Big J. Let's start important stuff with a question. A question for you, Big J, because you've been here longer than I, so I trust your opinion on such matters. Smart. We use the term Treasure Valley as a blanket term for a lot of things. You know, it can cover a lot of area, I guess is my point. Uh, do you consider Mountain Home part of the Treasure Valley, or is it too far away to be considered part of the Treasure Valley? Uh, it's uh, it's at the borderline. Let's put it that way. 
amazing. So yes, yes. Okay, I mean, but okay. it's but once you get past Mountain Home, then it starts to get into the magic valley. Agree. Uh, I, I I concur. I feel like uh, Mountain Home still has its place in the Treasure Valley because it's what like 20, 25 minutes away, maybe. I think it's a little longer. Than Is that, it forty? Like yeah. forty minutes away? Well, uh, what if I told you then that gambling could be coming to the Treasure Valley? In the next six months. Oh, yeah? We talking a little uh, casino? Yeah, we yeah, are. Native American casino? Yes, exactly right. right. Shoshone Bandic Tribes had held a two-day open house that concluded yesterday to explain their proposed casino project on a 157-acre plot of land just outside of Mountain Home. It will contain about 2,000 gaming machines, 250 hotel rooms, six food and beverage venues, a 15,000-square-foot event center, outdoor racetrack, and then an outdoor concert venue as well. And this would uh, employ about 1,200 people. They were hoping for it to generate about $187 million for the local economy, according to the tribes. Of course, in the last two years, the Mountain Home area has lost its only uh, movie theater, as well as its only bowling alley and its only arcade, because of a lot of things closing down. So they plan on incorporating all three of those things as well, so giving the people of Mountain Home something to do if they don't want to do some gambling. But... Project still has some work to do before it gets approved. Number one, it has to conclude an environmental study, and that'll kind of give a, a clearer idea of how they propose the traffic to be figured out around the area, and that's going to take about six months. If the project, six months? Yeah. Well, they got to do environmental, then they got to talk to the surrounding area, make sure the people are into it too, because that's a certain thing that has to pass. And then if the project is ultimately approved by the Department of Interior for the gaming operation, in about two years... You could have yourself a gigantic casino out near Mountain Home, which is not that far. At least we could go make some sports bets. Uh, I don't know. That's the one thing I don't know because sports gambling is illegal in the state of Idaho. So I don't know is how. Is regular gambling also illegal in the state of Idaho? Well, some of it has been okay and some of it, it depends on the place because Listen, don't forget. If we've they're had... building a casino, there's gambling. It's legalized. Right. right. But there, there's it's specific stuff. It's weird. There, There's a reason why things like off-track betting has been okay here before and why DraftKings can't be here. Does that make sense? There's weird... No, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> you're absolutely right. But there are weird laws on the books that make some of that stuff okay and others a hard no. Wow. So it's weird. Well, if we're lucky, our legislature will put a stop to all of this. <laughs> No, don't give them any ideas. I think they have their own ideas already. You may be right. You may be absolutely right. So we'll see what ends up happening, uh, or you can still continue to travel to Jackpot to get your fix. One of yeah, the two. Yeah, what's Jackpot going to do if that, that happens? That's a good I mean, it would almost ha- – I mean, it would be a ghost town, right? I mean, everybody goes to Jackpot I mean, from here. it's already kind of a ghost town. Well, there's nothing to do there but gamble and eat, and they would take care of that now much, much closer than Jackpot is. So, yeah, I believe maybe the people, the powers that be at Jackpot would probably have a little bit of an opinion about this particular stuff as well. All I'm saying is I'm open to an endorsement for the buffet at this casino. That you haven't even been at Right. Yet. Okay. Uh, Brave. Brave for Just you to everybody know. Scott Rowland is going to be the only <laughs> baseball player heading into the Baseball Hall of Fame this year. He prevented a shutout for balloting for the second time in three years. None of the other 27 players on the ballot cleared the 75% threshold for election, although there were a couple of near misses, but it's the standard operating procedure. Those that uh, probably have a little bit of a checkered past as far as steroid use is concerned, and that just keeps them out of the Baseball Hall of Fame. Uh, I remember uh, diligently Scott Rowland playing 
a bunch when I was really big into baseball. Uh, not once in my entire life did I think Scott Rowland was a baseball Hall of Famer. Very good uh, baseball player. Fantastic defensive third baseman. No doubt about it. But whenever I saw Scott Rowland play, I never really thought I was watching one of the best third basemen of all time play baseball not nothing against him i'm happy for him i'm really really glad that he's able to get in there's a great video of him telling his parents it's very touching make a tear come to your eye but it's just weird how these things are working and especially now that people are getting into the hall of fame that that we grew up watching and playing and it doesn't matter what sport you're talking about there's several people in the nfl hall of fame that are getting in and i'm like did i really think he was like the best at his position when he was playing and i'm like i don't think i did but hey good for him whatever man i know they got to fill that thing up so uh have fun and uh congratulations to scott Rowland. according to entertainment tonight there's going to be a clueless reunion at the 90s con which is happening in hartford connecticut in march it will be a a rematch or rematch it'll be like a kind of like a getting together of some of the stars not all of them but alicia silverstone stacy dash elsa donovan will be reuniting at this particular con there are rumors that paul rudd might show up as well uh, they've got a bunch of 90 celebrities that are taking part in this particular thing, and it'll be the first time that the Clueless stars shared a stage in a very, very long time. So if that's one of your favorite movies, maybe going out to Hartford in March. <laughs> There's not a lot of reasons to go there. Maybe this could be that. I don't know. I want to see that group of people. Are you a Clueless fan? I mean, no. Or are you, I, are I you mean, saying- I watched the movie, and it, yeah, it was funny, but I mean, it's not enough to travel somewhere to go see a reunion. Yes, you're right. You're right. I, I, I agree with you, you. Who's a hardcore Clueless fan? Like, that's their life. I think there are probably some, you know, I, I think it speaks a lot to teenage girls when it came out. You know, it was very much on par for yeah, that. Yeah, there were now women. Right. But listen, uh, you would say the same thing. Like, how are the new kids on the block going to fill an arena and look at them everywhere they go? That's also, you know, for teenage girls around that time that now fill arenas with the, to go see new kids on the block. Yeah, but at least they continued for a while. I mean, you know, it was one movie. They, I mean, I guess there was a TV show. Yeah, but I mean, that's maybe different there's a people. Clueless universe I don't know about. There's, there's really not. But that being said, nostalgia is a powerful tool, Big J. Don't forget. Things that that made an impact in our lives at that point continue to make an impact in our lives. Look at all the crappy 80 TV shows that you love. I mean, none of them are really good, sure, but they're entertaining. Sure, but I'm not running off to a reunion. I don't know, for... dude. If, 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 if like 10 years ago they said the only time we're going to have an Airwolf reunion is at Salt Lake Con, you might be making the road trip. No. Come on. You wouldn't want to see an Airwolf reunion when everybody was still alive, rocking and rolling? I bet you would. I, I don't think I would travel and be like, oh, yeah. Well, no, I mean, I don't think there would be a certain amount of excitement, but I bet you'd be into it. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few short minutes, we got a movie review from Big J. You're going to want to hold tight for that. That's the latest of the Smashing Pumpkins. It is called Beguiled here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Sometimes it's nice to realize how spoiled we are here in the time that we are around. Because, listen, we have a lot of amenities at our disposal. And it's always kind of, I guess, shocking or at least life-altering when some of those go away. For instance, Big J, you have a power outage at your house. Not great, right? No, it's bad. Very Uh, bad. What do you do during a power outage? Run. What do you really do during a power outage? Be like, ah, crap. Let's call the power company. See what the ETA on this is. And let's say the, their ETA is six hours. Then what do you do? Be like, I don't know. It's never happened. So. You are no help today whatsoever. I mean, I mean, it would probably there. be like, ah, oh, I wish I had a damn generator. Whoops. Well, I know. 
<laughs> yes, I understand the amount of regret you would have had the power. Start eating off. all the food in the fridge. It's gonna go bad. Yeah, you got about three hours uh, before things start to go bad in the fridge. Twenty-four hours or so before it goes bad in the freezer. But I can understand that being a concern. But as far as passing the time, that's where oh. things start to go. It helps you understand how connected you are to Wi-Fi, your phone, your electronical services, your computer, your TV, etc. Because, you know, if your Wi-Fi goes out, what do you do? You, you throw on the video game system or you turn on your TV. But what if all of that was gone and you weren't, like, taking what you would consider to be, I don't know, like some sort of electronical detox where you know you're spending too much time with this stuff, but now you're in a situation, you're not out in the woods, you're not camping, you're not doing this voluntarily, you just no longer have access to those electronical devices that you enjoy and mess around with. You understand? Yeah, you, you sleep. You go to sweet sleep. Do you think you'd be able to sleep? Oh, absolutely. I don't know if I would if there was no power, because then you're like, when do you wake then up? Then it's silent. So silent. Uh, maybe, maybe. Oh, no, it is. I mean, uh, if the power went out... For a couple hours uh, back, uh, I don't know, probably a month or so ago. And the thing that struck me about it was how quiet it was in her house. Because you don't have a heater going, you don't have any fans going, there's nothing. It's just silent. So you slept? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, tried. But it was so silent, it creeped me out. <laughs> uh, the number one thing people would do if they didn't have the ability to have electricity, specifically Wi-Fi or any kind of thing powering any electronical, you know, product in their house would be read a book that came in at number one would are there any books around the big j house that you yeah, have yet to read we have a huge bookcase no i know you do but you have yet to read i guess is my point oh Don't i've never read interesting. you're right i've never read yeah i've got like a crap ton of books that you've never read oh that i've never that's read that's the question yes. oh, oh i'm sorry i wasn't paying attention to you um no i don't think there's any books that i haven't read that are in my house right now that i yeah, no. Number two was go outside and do something. Number three was cook or bake. Number four, work out. Number five, write or draw. Number six, play a board game. Number seven, do some sort of crafting project. Number eight, work on a home project. Coming in at number nine on what they would do if they no longer had any kind of Wi-Fi or electricity in their house, listen to the radio. Big Jamie came in at number nine on the list power. of things. Well, there are battery-powered radios. That's a thing. Or you have your vehicle, you know, that you could go out and take a road trip or something with, I suppose. Tell you what, I'd be hooking up my game console on TV in there then. To your car? Yeah, why not? I don't know. How Can, can you do that? Sure. Can you do that? No. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and so there's an opportunity for you to try other things. The power went out in my house as well about two weeks ago. Uh, for about two and a half hours, and I read a book. That's exactly what I did with the quiet time that I had because it was right in the middle of the day. Napping wasn't a possibility. It was like three o'clock. It was a book you've never read. In the afternoon. It was a book I was in the middle of reading, yes. Oh, okay. And so I sat down and I, I finished the rest of said book, and by the time I was done, the power was right back on. But it was only a two and a half hour break. But I also had access to my phone. I could have used it. It wasn't like my phone Wi-Fi, right. or not Wi-Fi, but 5G wasn't working. It was... But that's the scenario that they're painting. Your phone right. is a brick. That that doesn't count. You can't just scroll in 5G world because that's, of course, what most people would do because we're attached to our devices. Yeah. But something to think about. Uh, Big J would nap. I would read. And whatever you would do because there, there's I, a real possibility that some of this stuff could go away. Sure. I think the time that you're not going to have power is relative to what you would do. I'm like, we've got puzzles and things. If we've got an extended period of time, that makes sense. 
One thing I did not have until after the power went out for a while, and I realized it as I was ill-prepared for it, I didn't have any, like, flashlights in the house. Oh, whatsoever. really? Yeah. I was lucky because it was the middle of the day, but I was like, man, what would I have done if it was, like, 7 o'clock at night? I mean, I've got some candles and stuff, but not enough candles to provide any kind of real actual Yeah, then light. what are you going to do? You right. can't see you to do anything. Now I have flashlights. I Literally, the thing I did when the power went back on is I bought flashlights. So now I have them. But it was something that didn't happen until I was actually completely out of power. But again, it was during the day, so it wasn't that big of a deal. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Big J spent some of his electricity watching a movie last night. We'll find out how it was next on the (laughs) X-Rocks. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Yesterday, right around this time, you guys selected a movie for Big J to watch and review for you for streaming Dumbass. That movie ended up being a movie called Memory. It's available for you to stream on Amazon Prime if you have a membership to that. And Big J's here to let us know what it's all about and how it was. Big J, go. Yeah, Nick, it's uh, it's a movie uh, with starring Liam Neeson. It's a formulaic movie that uh, unfortunately has, uh, Liam Neeson's kind of stepped into here where, where you have uh, he is an aging uh, assassin hitman and uh, Alzheimer's runs in his family and he's starting to have cognitive issues and he's trying to get out. He's trying to retire, but he keeps getting sucked in by his uh, uh, upper uh, echelon people. And uh, he's doing one last job. And in this one last job, he is tasked with doing something he refuses to do, which is take out a kid. Sure, of course. Uh, and so, and then as a result, he tries to protect the kid, and that goes awry. And then next thing you know, he's uh, trying to get revenge on the people who did this, uh, etc. In the midst of this, you've got Ray Stevenson acting badly. I mean, boy, the the, the things I could say he's been good in. Uh, is, is 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 a lot smaller than he has it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so he's not great in this. Then you've got Guy Pierce who's playing an FBI agent, and I think that at some point he was like, you know, what this FBI agent really needs is a really terrible haircut. I mean, really bad. Like his hair in this movie is so distracting. It's so bad. I don't know what happened. I don't know who thought it would be a good idea. The director was like, maybe he just didn't have the cachet to say, look, guy, uh, this haircut is terrible. Let's just have you have normal hair. <laughs> what does it look like? It, it looks like a bad comb over. Okay. And it's just, it's needless and ridiculous. And uh, I'm sorry to say, I, I love Liam Neeson. And to have a terrible pun, memory is just a forgettable movie. Oh, I get it. Uh, let me apologize. The I, I hate when I, I do these things. Uh, I try to stay away from stuff like this. The the description made oh, it sound yeah. like something happened to him that caused him to lose his memory, oh, yeah, like no, a traumatic it's... event, not like there was an Alzheimer's. Oh time, no, so that but that's not what makes this movie bad. I so, know, but I know you also don't like that kind uh, of stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, but it's part of life, so sure. I, it, it depends on the actual movie and the point of view that it takes, and really has nothing to do with this being terrible. If you want to see a good Liam Neeson action movie just go watch taken again why were they after the kid uh it's it's part of a well what they were all pu- caught up in was a sex trafficking um Ugh. situation and so yeah i mean they'll watch taken if you want to see that and see it done really really well um and uh so this is just this just wasn't a great movie so, so this sad. is one of them that, that everybody involved should have said hard pass to. Yeah, and then their and then their then their performances. And Liam Neeson's is okay, but everybody else just bad. Man. They're everybody all just was bad cash and checks. Yeah. Well, that sounds awful, Big J, and they I'm should, sorry. The the hairstylist, poor hairstylist, that had to di- deal with Guy Pierce over this. 
Well, it's rare that you pick your own hairstyle. I'm guessing they probably did it for him. But you know how a- no, you know how actors are. I don't know if like, Guy Pierce has that kind I, of pull. Yes, of course he does. You do? Look, yes, yes. Like Liam Neeson for sure. Guy Pierce, I don't know. No, I think he. I think he's. You know, he's he's up there at least as name recognition. And I'm sure he's a guy like you know what this character needs this haircut. I mean, I just I can't see a hairstylist saying this is good. It's some stupid actor thing that they think is better and would make a cool thing. I mean, you've heard it time and time again in uh, different interviews and things that the people talk about when it comes to actors and what they think a part needs and how they get into fights with the creative types over it. It's just, I could see it unfold on the set, dude. Yeah, I could see. I guess you're right. I could see them going like, it is this is stupid. what this character needs in order for me to get into he this character. Stupid. <laughs> Maybe that's what he was going for. Maybe he I wanted I to be tell him how bad he looked. Unrecognizable in this role, so that people forgot he was in it. But uh, you say it's not worth your time. Memories uh, no, not good. Skip okay. at all costs. There you go. You guys finally picked out a movie Big J did not like. He says Memory on Amazon Prime is not worth your time. So go ahead and don't watch it. Please and thank you. Morning <laughs> after with Nick and Big J. Big J, we are of a specific generation. I mean, I'm in my mid-40s, you're in your late 40s, and, you know... Just a year older than you. It's one of those deals where we have been around video games our entire lives, right? Yep. We grew up in the arcades, and then we were around for the launch of the home, you know, video game systems, the Ataris, the Nintendos, the, you know... Okay, Commodore 64s, yep. and then of course the advancement to where we are now with the next-gen gaming systems. It was a pretty nice time to be a fan of video games, and both of us enjoy playing video games in our free time. Agree or disagree? Absolutely. Is there a time frame that you can see as you get older, Big J, where you feel like you will age out of video games? Can you see yourself playing video games at 65, 70, 75 years old? As long as I've got a beating heart, my hands work, and I can see, and they keep making games. Why do you think that is? Why do you think you'll continue to play video games no matter I what? I enjoy it. Sure. Yeah. You don't think that that as I mean, e- you'll have as much fun playing Call of Duty 72 when you're 75 years old? I don't know if it'll exist. I mean, I'm, but, but, you know, at this point, you can play old games as long as you want. Sure. Sure. So, I mean... But yeah, I, I mean, I can't. I'm trying to think of like my dad's generation, what they did for fun, uh, drink. Right. So they did that until they were almost old and dying. So uh, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna play video games until then. Uh, and you know, it, it's it, it comes up because there was a recent study done over the UK, uh, and it showed that uh, adults over the age of 65 currently play video games 85 percent of adults over the 65 years old in england play video games which to me is more impressive because they did not grow up with video game systems you know like they came along they were talking about people that are 20 years older than us that sit around and play video games and like that to me is somebody that consciously wants to do that kind of stuff but you know there's a lot of uh, i guess uh you know stigmas attached to video games where you automatically think it's just a bunch of teenagers that are online playing video games with the result of this new poll shows there are a lot more adults playing video games than you think specifically elderly adults 85 percent say they play video games at some point 36 percent of adults 65 and older say they play video games every single day dude yeah some of my favorite uh things to come across on social media is like uh, grandpa gamer 
There's there's a bunch of uh, different guys uh, out there, uh, folks who who are like older and play games, and you know they their kids or grandkids or whatever are getting their reactions to them playing games, which is pretty damn funny. Are they uh, then are like, they playing like them? old veterans, like Vietnam veterans playing Call of Duty? Sure, uh, and uh, enjoying themselves or just that kind of thing is uh, is fun to watch. The funny thing is, a majority of the people that said they do play video games all are fairly new to it, and you can thank the pandemic. That's one of the things that yeah. that that. that the Spare time ended man. up doing yeah when they were stuck at home they're like well i might as well do something and so they started gaming during the pandemic and realized that they liked it and so that's why there's this you know age gap of people that are really older than 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 those of us that had grew up with you know gaming consoles in our homes and having them forever it's one of those where it's fairly new to them and they all enjoy it of course uh it also shows the video games improve attention skills and your uh hand-eye coordination and so as you get older those things can start to fade and having something that can help you and practice with it is a good thing so yeah uh, you'll be ga- gaming until you die big j yes indeed put together the t-shirts now game till i'm dead and start selling them online at bigj.com Scott Rowland is going to be headed to the Baseball Hall of Fame. He is a third baseman, played a majority of his career for the Phillies and the Cardinals. He is going to end up uh, as the only member of the 27 possible players listed to get into the Hall of Fame this year, so congratulations to him. NBA All-Star Game is trying something new. It's happening February 19th, and nobody will know what the All-Star rosters are until that night, not even the players themselves. What? The team's captains, LeBron James, the Los Angeles Lakers, and either Giannis from Milwaukee or Kevin Durant from Brooklyn will make their picks in a live televised pregame segment shortly before the game begins in Salt Lake City. They've been doing this before where the team captains have been picking their teams, but they've done so usually a week in advance so you know who you're playing with. But this year they decided to up the drama and do it right before the game, so it's almost oh, like a playground game. Oh, so they're all-stars already. They, you they're know you're going. Which squad they're on. You know you're going, yes. You uh, just okay. don't know who you're playing with or what like, your team is. I was like, how does that work? So it's like a playground game where they're like, I'll take you, I'll take you, and they're just kind of doing it right before the game. Boy, they're trying everything. Yeah, they want people. Well, I mean, these all-star games are hard to watch. It's that's just, what I'm saying. I mean, <laughs> that's what we're resorting. The drama of the one who gets picked last yes. is what yes. we're waiting for. Earlier this week, we talked about Pamela Anderson's book uh, that featured a story about Tim Allen flashing her on the set of Home Improvement, Tim Allen vehemently denying. Uh, but of course, nothing is possible without, and everything's on camera. And so because of his denial, now another clip has surfaced, Big J, of him on camera flashing his Home Improvement co-star, Patricia Richardson, during filming uh, of one of the scenes. Apparently, he was wearing a kilt and joked about apparently not having any underwear was part of the show. And then Tim Allen was, in fact, not wearing wearing any underwear and then flashed Patricia Richardson on the set and you could tell she walked away from the set uh, after that particular incident and so now there's stuff on camera of him flashing people in uh, the home improvement set and he's of course on record saying that's not anything I would ever do so now we're all supposed to believe Pamela Anderson. See if you just said you know what I'm sorry I did that I'm an idiot. Right. But Boom. nobody does that anymore. There's I mean, over. And then they aren't going to go dig up all this stuff. Everything we have to do is, I, I, you're right. I mean, I don't understand it. It's not okay no matter what. But if it really did happen, saying, yes, I was an idiot, I was stupid, all these things, it's a little bit easier at least to go, God, you were a scumbag, and move on than to go, well, he says he didn't do it, and I believe him, and why are we attacking him? And then you see him on camera doing it, and this woman being disgusted by it, you're like, yeah, 
like that's not okay, bro. It never was okay. Even in 1994, it wasn't okay to show some lady your junk in the middle of a television set. It just wasn't. Uh, and uh, of course, now now it's all the story becomes now all of a sudden more people are believing Pamela Anderson. I guess I think we both are on the record believing her when it happened. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't think that was a problem. No, uh, but no, there was plenty of people that that were defending Tim Allen, and uh, you know if you can't prove it, it didn't happen, kind of stuff. Jesus. And now here we are with this particular situation. So apparently, he's a serial flasher, Big J. Which I didn't know was a thing either. Well, I guess I did. There was that whole, uh, you know. He was a serial cokehead. <laughs> also that. But you could see him. If you walk, you see Tim Allen walking down the street in a trench coat, you know what's about to happen. <coughs> Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. All you worthless maggots. The Morning After with Nick and Big J. On 100.3, the X rocks. Sometimes you just want a pizza, Big J. And you don't have the funds to procure one, and so you have to get creative. And unfortunately, uh, nine times out of ten, that means you're doing something against the law. Stealing and pizzas? Yeah, that's that's where this story begins as we head to Canada for today's We're Going to Hell story. Uh, she had to go through some, uh, Canadian woman had to go through some unbelievable lengths just to get a pizza. As police in Winnipeg, Alberta say a 31-year-old woman walked into a pizza restaurant holding a firecracker and demanding a pizza. Workers are like, what are you talking about? We'll happily make you a pizza. You just had to pay for it. She's like, I don't have any money. And they're like, well, we don't exchange pizzas for firecrackers, man. (laughs) And that's when she reportedly responded by lighting the firecracker inside the restaurant and then throwing it behind the counter of the pizza place. Luckily, nobody was hurt, but in the commotion of the firecrackers going off, she managed to go ahead and grab a pizza and steal it and then run out into the street for her getaway, Big J. Great work. That is when she hopped into a taxi, Big J. Uh, the cab driver said that the taxi was not in service and he said that she needed to get out of the car. That's when he stepped out of the car when she refused to get out to open up her door. While he did, she did that, or he did that, the woman jumped out of the car into the driver's seat and then took off with the guy on the outside. He held on to the door for about 30 feet while getting dragged by the taxi cab, Big J and sustained some pretty serious road rash, upper body injuries, had to be taken to the hospital. Meanwhile, she got about two blocks down the street before she realized she's never driven a car before, and she ultimately crashed it into a snowbank. Uh, the cops later located the woman still in the vehicle, stuck in the snowbank, pizza now on the floor, all over the place. So not only did she not get the pizza, but she didn't get away. Then she tried to escape and run on foot. That's when the taser was involved. And the police won the day, Big J. Damn. So she was charged with robbery and possession of a weapon. Uh, Even though, you know, it's an odd weapon of choice, a firecracker in a robbery. Apparently it was somewhat successful, but her plan of escape, uh, F minus for that, Big J. You understand? Yeah, was it a black cat? I mean, was it an M80 they didn't at get least? Into, no, it sounds like it was like, you know, one of those multiple, she, she, like a string of firecrackers that kind of go off oh, and yeah. have several in there uh, because they said there was commotion while several firecrackers went off, but I don't think she lit several and kept throwing them. It sounds like it was one of those kind of string of fireworks that would cause it to go off. It kind of sounds like gunshots a little bit. And so I think that's how she was able to distract them enough to grab the pizza and then run out of the restaurant. But you've got to have a better escape plan than I'll try to run into a cab and see what happens. I mean, you came so far with the beginning of the plan, which seemed pretty decent. You know, distraction. I mean, that's some thought putting forth. I mean, finish the finish it, you know? Yeah. 
Uh, but Laziness. Don't know if she even got to take a bite of the pizza, which is sad. I don't even know if the pizza was cooked, to be perfectly honest. None of those details are in the story. But uh, it is an interesting plan to go about doing it. Unfortunately, execution, not great. Not great. And then you end up getting tased, too. I mean, that's a, that's a big L, you know? I mean, just things aren't great. You decide to get behind the wheel and then realizing you don't know how to drive. I mean, there's a lot of things not thought through here. Crashing into a snowbank, getting yeah, you don't stuck. Want to be sick. <laughs> None of these things are working out for this poor young lady. So maybe back to the drawing board the next time she plans to knock off a pizza joint. Because you know as well as I do, Big J, there will be a next time. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. Our friend Sticks, the drummer from Steel Panther, joins us next on the X Rocks. <laughs> It's a brand new song from Steel Panther. It is called 1987. The song's actually the number three song in all of Germany currently, believe it or not. But it is off the new album called On the Prowl, which is heading into stores in less than a month now. And Steel Panther is a lot of fun if you've had a chance to see them in concert. Always a good time at the very least. And we're lucky enough to have the drummer from that band on the phone with us right now to talk about all things Steel Panther new and otherwise. His name is Sticks at Indian. He's on the phone with us right now. Good morning, Sticks. How are you, brother? I'm good. How are you? We're hanging in there, man. Thanks for getting up early and joining us on the show to talk about the new song, the new album for Steel Panther. We appreciate this. This isn't Rockstar Hours, but is this uh, what time you usually get up? Sometimes I'm up all night and I'm still up, but today... I'm actually walking up the fifth fairway at my golf course, and I'm playing golf, dude. Oh, that's beautiful. I love that. That's the rock star life, man. Hey, you know what? Yeah. Sticks, I'm wondering, what, what goes into creating a Steel Panther album? Like, where does it begin for you guys when it comes to putting together something like this? We don't have a specific, like, writing time. Like, a lot of bands go, okay, we're going to go write the record, and they get together and they start writing riffs. What we do, like, we, we are constantly writing, constantly coming up with ideas. And so, like, it's just kind of, like, permanent flow. And they, the songs just stem from experiences, usually on the road. They stem from, you know, somebody will have an idea for a title of a song and just text everybody. And if everybody digs it, and then, then it's just go time. Love that. I love that. Of course, what makes On the Prowl a little bit different than past Steel Panther albums is uh, during the course of this and right before you started recording, you guys were on the search for a new bassist. Of course, Spider got the nod. You allowed him into the band and things have been rocking and rolling ever since. I'm sure that was an interesting search because not only do musically they have to, of course, make sense, but I believe it takes a special personality to fit into Steel Panther. Am I right? Unlike a lot of bands. Like, there's a lot of bands out there where you don't recognize who's on stage. And with, with us, it's like you either get it or you don't. And we've known Spider forever. He just slotted right in. And he's, he's a fantastic bass player. And we went through a lot of players, but you know, you gotta you gotta break a bunch of eggs to get to the omelet. You know what I'm saying? Heck yeah, yeah, which can be right now very expensive. Um, so I, you know what I love too about uh, the 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 way things are done now with the pre order for Steel Panther on the Prowl. Uh, you can get the vinyl and the CD and a tape cassette, which to me fits right into the pantheon of Steel Panther. Yeah, man. I mean, we're, we're keeping it we're keeping it authentic because that's the stuff we grew up on and. It was fun, you know, like, as, as much of a pain as it may have felt like to have to eject the cassette, turn it over, <laughs> press play again. There was something about the plastic and the printing, and then the more you listen to that cassette, the printing would wear off because of your fingers. It's just a, it's kind of romantic, you know? It, it, it harkens back to a time when you didn't have cell phones and leashes, electronic <laughs> leashes, and you could just sneak around a lot more, and so we wanted to bring a lot of that back. 
I love that. I love that. It's available to pre-order now on SteelPantherRocks.com. If you'd like to, Sticks of India is joining us, the drummer for Steel Panther, brand new album on the Prowl coming out February 24th. You can listen to 1987, watch the video for it now as well online. You guys are getting ready to go out on a tour. I've been lucky enough to steal Pan- see Steel Panther a bunch of times, not only here in Boise, but also uh, in your hometown of Vegas. And those Vegas shows are intense and they're awesome. You've been to Boise a couple times, not on the list for upcoming dates, but uh, I know that you've also had to tame down the Steel Panther shows when you come to a place like Boise. Is it is it difficult to do that? Because I know you guys love to turn it up when you're live and you're on the road. Well, I mean, you know, sometimes we get asked, hey, can you guys dial it back? And, you know, we, we do the best we can with what we have. We're, we are what we are, and it's kind of like saying, hey, hey, Leopard, can you just remove your spots? And, you know, we... <laughs> We try our best, but sometimes boobs happen. <laughs> Indeed they do, and that is certainly a staple of the Steel Panther shows for sure. You guys are getting ready to head out on the road, and you've been doing that for a long time. The one thing about Steel Panther from even way back in the day, you guys have always been road dogs, so I imagine being on the road is a pretty comfortable place for all four of you guys, right? Absolutely. I mean, you know, you, when you get into a when you first start touring, it's very difficult. But you know, you can get into a rhythm, and, and if you know how to pace yourself, you can just you just keep going. It's kind of like a marathon runner. You know, if you try to do it, you don't know how to do it, you're gonna die in that first mile. You'll be like, I can't do this. But if you if you prep yourself right, I think uh, I mean we were born to rock, so that's what we do. Well, man, Never Too Late is uh, is a lot of fun, and it uh, looks like the rest of the album is going to be great as well. And you've got a collaboration with Dweezil Zappa, which uh, which looks like it'll be a great song as well, man. Yeah, Dweezil's awesome, dude. He he really he really showed up and delivered on that on that solo, and what a what a cool guy, and what a kind of out of left field collaboration for us, you know. And I and I love it. He's such a good dude. Yeah, he is, and I'm glad that you guys are working together on a track on the album. And, of course, you know, you guys have done a lot of things behind the scenes in the world of music. There's been some controversy, but now you're ready for your fourth guitar pedal, the 1987 pedal, after the actual uh, song, which is pretty awesome. I don't want to cause any in-band drama, but this is now the fourth guitar pedal for Steel Panther. Sticks, when are we going to get the Stick Signature drum kit that people can buy in the stores? What the hell? I'm working on it. I just keep getting stoned, and it just keeps getting pushed back. (laughs) So, uh, you know, it's hard. It's hard to do stuff when you're when you're high because you kind of lose your motivation. But I, you know, I'm working with DW to come up with a signature snare stick snare drum, and uh, hopefully it'll be out in the next year or so. I love that. I love that. <laughs> hopefully, getting stone doesn't affect the golf game, does it, yeah. or does that improve it? No, it helps. It's do- it's a swing doctor. I love it. Swing doctor. I love that, my man. Well, we appreciate the time. We're very much looking forward to the album on the Prowl coming out on February 24th. Uh, we do love it when you are able to come to Boise, and hopefully that will happen again soon. But we appreciate the time, sir. Thank you so much for making some for us, man. Thank you, boys. I appreciate you having me on very, very much, and uh, hopefully we come to Boise sooner than later. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Scientists at the University of Bristol, Big J, say they have found a breakthrough that could essentially be the fountain of youth for your heart, bro. Oh my God. They have found an anti-aging gene and they're going to help them create a treatment that could rewind people's heart's biological age, which is incredible, like rolling back the odometer on your heart. You understand? What's the cat? What do we got to give up? Uh, and so far, it's just in the testing phase, so I don't know yet. But my guess is eventually it'll probably be your essence or firstborn or something like that. 
But uh, basically, the gene is called the BPIFB4. It's a gene found in many people who live to be at least 100 years old. And what they found is this is some weird mutant gene that helps protect your heart from heart disease, which is one of the things that gets you as you get older, no matter whether you like it or not. And so scientists have administered this mutant anti-aging gene to people in, uh, and what happened is it actually stopped decay in people's hearts. It actually was able to see them actually get the heart and be a little bit more healthy. And it could really regenerate some actual muscle around your heart, causing it to essentially de-age. Now, the study right now is in the testing phase, and they're working on human heart cells in a lab, so they have yet to test it on a real, actual, living human being, just on hearts that they've kind of kept alive via machine in these crazy labs, you know, like something out of Nightmare. But the findings confirm that this healthy mutant gene can actually reverse heart performance in older people, and they think this could be a key to help people that have heart problems as they get older in life specifically, or young people that have really, you know, advanced aging hearts or have some issues with hearts. It could help in the future. Now, we're years away from that, but this is a pretty big breakthrough. Agree or disagree? Yeah, huge. We'll see what ends up happening once they get past that particular stage. Scott Rowland has been elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame. He prevented a shutout for the second time in three years. He is a third baseman, played a majority of his career for the Philadelphia Phillies and St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, He got about 78% of the ballots. You need 75% or more to get into the Hall of Fame. So he's the only one getting in this year. Nobody else made it. The McDonald's All-American game is the most prestigious high school basketball game for any high school senior. And the 2023 game will feature a couple of legacy kids. Uh, LeBron James' son, Bronny James, D.J. Wagner, among the athletes that were nominated and, I guess, named to the All-American game for McDonald's. Of course, LeBron James played in this game himself in 2003. His son, Bronny, was one of 24 players announced Tuesday as participating this year. So congratulations. Of course, LeBron has said he doesn't want to retire until he can play in a game with his son at some point on the court. He also dropped 46 points last night, so I don't think he's anywhere close to giving it up but that's his goal he wants to play on the same team as his son and Bronny is now still trying to figure out what college he's going to why you go to college Bronny just sign up for the Lakers yeah but that's not how that works anymore they why? can't do that because the, the NBA won't allow players right out but of high school but it's LeBron anymore. he can they don't do that sorry what uh, yeah he wants to go to Ohio State or Oregon those are his two oh. schools he is I wonder if me. how Bronny feels about playing with his dad uh, I don't know. I don't know if any... Well, I mean, part of it is he's a high school kid, so I yeah. don't think he's doing a whole hell of a lot of interviews, but I don't know. Would you... Know he's doing commercials with his dad. Yeah. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah, that, that, that fell out. But, you know, it is one of those deals where I'm not sure how he... I'm sure it's probably cool in some way, like Ken Griffey Jr. and his dad playing on the Mariners. Yeah. That was yeah. cool. Still talked about. So I'm sure it's probably a goal they would like. So big changes over at Adult Swim. Deadline reporting Adult Swim no longer working with Rick and Morty co-creator Justin Roiland. We told you earlier that he faces felony domestic violence charges. So Adult Swim has decided to end its association with Justin Roiland. Uh, Rick and Morty said to continue. The character Roiland voices will be recast, which, of course, if you watch Rick and Morty, you know it's a lot of characters in Rick and Morty that he voices, but uh, not it's not just the uh, the oncoming domestic violence charges that he is facing, felony charges, by the way, uh, but also a bunch of screen caps of him uh, messaging underage girls have appeared online as well from the last several years, and that's not a good look either. So they're getting out uh, and cutting ties with him, and then it was also announced not too long after that that last week, 
uh, Justin Roiland decided to step down from the video game company that he created uh, called Squanch Games, which just released High on Life, which was Xbox's number one video game for a while as well. Uh, so last week he stepped down of his own accord from that, and this week uh, Adult Swim has announced that they are uh, taking and no longer working with him in any way. So Dan Harmon will stay on as the creator and the head writer in the actual studio. Justin wasn't doing a whole lot of writing as of late. He was mostly just doing the voice and talent stuff. So uh, there's a lot of Rick and Morty soundalikes, and they're going to need him to make this thing go forward uh, from season seven on because they have greenlit three more seasons still of Rick and Morty that they have paid for. So you know Adult Swim Monsters money worth out of that. But, of course, now you've got people upset about him being or that they didn't just cancel the show there's lots of everybody's got an opinion about rick and morty big j it's just the way that it goes uh but i think you and i are on the same page probably a good idea to uh I, here's what i'm happy about that this guy's terrible decisions didn't bring down everybody else's job along with them yeah you yeah know? i mean there's a lot of people that work on rick and morty a lot of animators a lot of things that make that show go it's a very popular show there's no doubt about it and so canceling that would put not just one dude out of work for a stupid several stupid things that he did but also like i don't know 75 to 120 people else involved in this as well so For sure yeah happy the show's going on and uh and I, I i certainly don't see any other way that they could have done this especially with him resigning from everything else that he's done i think he knows he's in trouble and things are not going to go well from here to forward morning after with nick and big j there's your important stuff for the eight o'clock hour Pop culture smackdown on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Hey man, the Foos Fighters are coming to town. Not the Foo Fighters, the Foos Fighters. They do some tribute action, play some great songs. You can be a part of that for free at the Knitting Factory, Saturday, February 11th. Here if you can beat me in Pop Culture Smackdown. I dare you. 208-287-1003 is our phone number. If you'd like to play Pop Culture Smackdown, Big J has just thrown down the gauntlet. That is quite the challenge to you. Will you dare step up and attempt to cross the line and best Big J in pop culture trivia? We'll see. We've got some more themed questions. Oh, God. And Big J always is great at those. Hello, the X. Good morning, man. What's your name? Uh, Ted. All right, Ted, you're up first. Uh, Ted, on this day back in 1984, the very first Macintosh computer was put on sale. And here's what we need to know. What NBA star appeared in the very first popular Mac computer campaign? Was it LeBron James, Dennis Rodman, or Yao Ming? Yao Ming. Yao Ming is correct. Right. Good job. Big J, Macintosh bombed big time because they released the very first tablet computer back in the early 90s, and everybody thought, who wants to carry around a gigantic tablet? What was their tablet called? Was it called the Einstein, the Newton, or the Mozart? God, man. I do not remember. I know it wasn't the, I, I'm pretty sure it wasn't the first one. I'm going to go with uh, the Mozart. The Mozart is incorrect. Wrong. The Einstein? The Einstein. Wrong. Incorrect. <laughs> My first instinct was, it's not that one. It's that one. Uh, well, actually, the first name I gave you was Einstein. Uh, oh, second one I gave you was Newton, which is what it was called. Right. Oh, the, the Macintosh Newton. Newton. But it was a huge bomb. Nobody thought tablet computers would be a thing. And then, of course, uh, tablets became incredibly popular. 
Well, that's all it takes. Now, how big was that thing? Uh, hang on one second. We'll get some information from you, Ted. Make sure you're all set and good to go for those Foos Fighters tickets coming up on the 11th of February. And there you go. That's your Pop Culture Smackdown. Coming up in a few minutes, we got some headlines. That's happening next on the X-Rocks. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Headlines are as follows. Follow up, checks out, and yum yum. Oh, man. Uh, yum, yum. A Pennsylvania man with an insatiable appetite for crime and apparently police officers was arrested after he threatened to blow up a courthouse and then eat the sheriff, Big J. <coughs> what? 39-year-old Luke Bartha was visited by police after a woman who he has an order of protection against him called 911 to report that he had called her and made some threats. She recorded the conversation, then played it for the police. So on the recording, you can hear this Luke dude threatening the woman and then also saying that he was going to eat the sheriff piece by piece and kill everybody inside the courthouse in an explosion. That's a threat. He was arrested and charged with making threats. He's being held on jail on a $1 million bond. Big J, you want to bond him out? No. Smart play. But yeah, no. Uh, I, what a weird threat as well to like say that you yeah, who somebody. Yeah, Dan Campbell, head coach of the Detroit Lions? Piece by piece. Eat somebody. Bite somebody's kneecaps? Cannibals. Very weird things going on there. Uh, and I'll be honest, Big J, I don't like it. Follow up or checks out? Uh, checks out. The residents of a mobile home park in Minnesota are battling with a wild turkey they said has been terrorizing their neighborhood, <laughs> attacking neighbors and chasing cars. Emily Alston, a resident of the Coon Rapids community, said the neighbors claim named the bird Reggie. Uh, because uh, there's a part in Turkey in Freebirds that we thought was silly. I don't know what that means. But Reggie is no longer welcome in the neighborhood. Neighbors say Reggie's not afraid of people or water, but is very territorial and will chase anybody that comes near him. According to Rachel Gross, another resident inside the mobile home community, the turkey attacks her every single day. It follows her, goes up her stairs, tries to get into her house. When she leaves in her car, it follows his car. The, per- the turkey's famous for pecking at neighbors, even drawing blood. It's also chased at cars and pecked tires, too. Turkeys are... Listen. Wait. What? Well, well, I don't understand what's happening in this mobile... What kind of mobile home park is this that a turkey is allowed to terrorize the people when that's walking dinner? Yeah, okay? I know. That's walking Thanksgiving dinner. You telling me nobody there's got a shotgun? I guess not. Or they don't want to use the shotgun on the turkey. I'm not sure. Maybe it's a very close mobile home park and they're afraid the shrapnel will uh, hit another person's home or something like that. I don't know. Okay, or a shovel. You're saying... If the turkey's coming up and pecking you, you know what that means? You can hit that SOB. So you're saying kill the turkey. Well, if it's such a damn nuisance... I agree. I will say this, though. Uh, Turkeys are a-holes, man. Uh, I, I, I have this vivid core memory of as a Boy Scout taking a tour of a farm in Wisconsin growing up and being terrorized, like chased around this farm by a turkey that would not stop. Wasn't my farm, wasn't my turkey, but it was chasing all <laughs> of us around. Farm, huh? Yeah, it was like they wanted to show us how like a farm worked, and then there was this turkey there that was just coming after us and it's a very vivid memory i do not know how old i was i know i was a kid and i remember running for my life i don't have a fear of turkeys per se but whenever a story about a turkey chasing somebody around and being a jerk is happening i'm like you know what i i've lived that life i understand (laughs) listen i i'm all live and let live uh and uh I, i don't like to be cruel to animals that kind of thing but they also need to know their place in this world and it's not for 
terrorizing us human beings. No, no. But then again, Big J, can you blame them for all the terrible things we've done to turkeys in the past? If we're being honest, we certainly uh, deserve some sort of turkey rebellion, really. Well, I, again, I mean, it's... Uh I know, top of the food chain, Big J. I yeah. get it. But what I'm saying is, do you blame them for having animosity towards us? I yes. Guess. You do. When we really started it, if you're thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, you're just wildlife to us. We're just dinner, as you had yeah. said. That was the first thing that popped into your head. It was dinner. I knew you would like turkey. Wrap it up with <laughs> follow-up. Uh, if you remember us talking about the uh, the Rhode Island Department of Health that was going to do a DNA test on the cookies to find out if Santa actually ate them, Big J. Oh, yeah. The results are in. And it was. It is Santa. At the request of a young detective who found half-eaten cookies at her house on Christmas, the DNA tests are in, Big J. Inconclusive. They cannot tell I you. I told you what it would be. If Inconclusive. Santa had actually done it. But, Big J, if you remember, there were also carrots involved in this DNA sample, and those results did ting a positive result. There was reindeer DNA on the carrots, Big J. So they can confirm that reindeer ate the carrots at this woman's house, but they cannot back up the fact that Santa actually himself ate the cookies. Yeah, they had no choice in this matter. They had to put. They had to rule it this way. The police chief, uh, Matthew Brenson of Rhode Island, received the evidence from the girl and said that he apologized for not a conclusive result for Santa's DNA, but he did say it's tough to find a match for Santa's DNA as well. So they don't have any, like, samples of Santa's on file, and that makes it difficult for them to really have a true, honest match, which is why they came back inconclusive. So now you know. Maybe it was Santa, maybe it was somebody else eating the cookies in the house. But apparently the little girl was very upset and crying about it, so uh, nah. I was right as well. We ruined her life. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You know everything you need to know for now. Here's some bush for you on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. And Big J, it's time to talk about people who love to get hammered. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, uh, for it was great because, you know, when you were uh, out, uh, I, I got a chance to do some best of, throw some best of in there. And there uh-huh. was a segment in there of our old colleague and good friend Pete, Sports with Pete. Sports with Pete, one of our favorite segments of all time. Pete uh, was one of, he is a true Wisconsinite yes. and, and loves to him some drink. And uh, he it was uh, uh, an unapologetic fan of Fireball. Yes. In fact, every year, the present that I got Pete Stauffer was a gigantic bottle of Fireball. Yeah, and uh, it, uh, a lot of fun, uh, especially when he's had a few Fireballs in him, <laughs> as, as most people are. Well, uh, the company that makes Fireball, uh, Sazerac Company Incorporated, uh, they're in a bit of trouble, especially in Illinois, where they are going to—they're be, being sued by somebody. Now a class action lawsuit uh, has been filed uh, for people who've purchased Fireball cinnamon in at least 12 states. Now, here's the difference between fireball whiskey and fireball cinnamon so fireball whiskey something you find in uh, liquor stores nick yes and then those sort of things now apparently in illinois uh where this uh suit originates from is that uh in some stores grocery stores convenience stores you could find the small mini bottles of fireball for, oh, like, yeah. for like 99 cents. And, well, this, these are available. And like, I mean, e- e- anywhere that doesn't have state regulated liquor sales like Idaho does, uh, you can walk in any gas station and buy yeah. these a- airplane p- uh, bottles, basically, of various types of liquor that you can get hammered on uh, as yes. you exit the gas station. <laughs> exactly. And very dangerous and not a good idea. Uh-huh. Don't, don't do that. But uh, the problem is, is that that isn't actually whiskey in those bottles. It's uh, a malt 
mixture, and so it has a much lower alcohol content. So people are upset that they're so, not getting yeah, it's, hammered. Because it's not actually Fireball Whiskey, it's Fireball Malt, and they have labeled it, so the trickery there is the label looks the same, just barely. It says Fireball Cinnamon versus Fireball Whiskey. And they're suing Fireball for this? Yes. For the likes of what? For the likes of money. No, but I mean, like, how much? Oh, uh, well, I, I don't know what the the personal lawsuit that was brought up. I'm not 100% sure, but there is a $5 million class action lawsuit now. No, I'm sure that's what uh, it is. Being, uh, being, being put together. And 12 states, I'm not sure what those states are. And I don't think that includes Idaho because I don't think you can buy that kind of stuff. I mean, this is excluding, by the way, stuff you would get in a liquor store. Right. Right. So uh, it's grocery stores and convenience stores. And while you can buy malted beverages there, I haven't seen Fireball Cinnamon in any of ours. No, so. no. Yeah. So it's it's just very at your desk. Interesting. Yeah. Well, it's funny. You, you brought up this Fireball story and I'm like, I've got a small bottle of Fireball in my office. I'm going to go get it. And I went to go get it. And uh, it's actual cinnamon whiskey. So it's the real stuff. So I cannot be part of this class yeah. action lawsuit. But also, I did not buy this. Number one. Number two, you're right. My office is f- like, I mean, I realize that. When I grab this fireball, because it's it's all placed behind me, so I don't think about it very much. But I have a ridiculous amount of liquor. In my I do too. I, I have quite a bit of my desk, <laughs> which goes to tell you we don't drink that much right, because right. it wouldn't. You would go home and drink it. It's certainly not here, but I mean, like you know, part of the the, the world we get a lot of uh, tchotchkes from bands that have like special wine labels, you know, created for them. I I, I chase down some of the Deftones uh, beer that they had put together. That's in yeah, my office. Gross. I've got lots of uh, stuff that's in there that is like autographed from bands and stuff. But like, I have almost a whole bar full of stuff in yeah. my office. Let's get hammered, bro. Uh, but no, I don't Let's want to get up hammered. that whiskey. No, no, Let's do no. it. You can have this. Do you want it? I don't no. even know where it came from. No. I'm never going to drink the Fireball whiskey. I know who to give it to. Uh, but yes, uh, he won't accept. He won't return my calls anymore. I'm a her. Morning yeah. after. Oh, who? Huh? Now you're not going to say? No, I'm not going to say. Well, then why'd you bring it up? Because it was supposed to be an inside joke that everybody outside listening can't know about. Uh, that pretty much describes our show in a nutshell. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We will do some bad impressions. They're next on the X-Rocks. After with Nick and Big J. Well, you will be. Bad Impressions brought to the Idaho Center pre-owned Superstore. Treasure Valley Subaru. We got Foos Fighters tickets for you. Saturday, February 11th at the Knitting Factory. Get you some tribute action here if you can figure out bad impressions. Yeah, you'll be hanging out with a bunch of people singing along with Foos Fighter songs. That doesn't suck. 208-287-1003. That is now and forever our phone number. If you would like to be a part of the show and call in and play bad impressions, now would be a time to do that. Big J's got three clues. Each one of those clues individually and collectively points to somebody pretty famous. Figure out that famous person in three clues or less, and you're going to the show. Hello, the X. What's up? Good morning, man. What's your name? Josh. All right, Josh, you're up first. Good luck. I'm a female pop artist who has the admiration and respect of rock icons like Dave Grohl. Back. My worldwide tour brought Ticketmaster to its knees and shocked the entire industry. Uh, next. My fans call me Swifties. Or I'm sorry, my fans are called Swifties. 
Uh, Taylor Swift. There you go. Hey, good job, man. Hang on one second. Uh, always at the, to- the top of your mind, Big J, but why is Taylor Swift in the news? Uh, well, Taylor Swift's in the news because Ticketmaster is in the news, and they are having to answer before a Senate committee uh, for the Ticketmaster debacle Taylor Swift's concert uh, announcement. Uh, I think it was uh, about two or three months ago. Crazy how fast these things can work sometimes, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't that long ago, and uh, it was a big problem. But uh, what what is being uh, probably because a bunch of these senators' kids couldn't get their tickets or some nonsense, <laughs> uh, something right. a lot of people have been dealing with for a long time. But uh, they are having these Senate hearings, and uh, they did have this yesterday, and uh, kicked off with opening statements from uh, the uh, Judiciary Committee Senator Dick Durbin. Uh, he is a ranking member of the Senate, uh, and uh, Senator Lindsey as well, some people you might have heard of before, but uh, they're uh, concerned about Ticketmaster's control of the ticketing market. There's no competition there. And then the CEO of, uh, of Ticketmaster was saying, hey, you know what? Bots had a lot to do with this. There was some things that they could have done better to prevent what happened. We're all too familiar with this. We see it happen on, uh, on a basis uh, all the time with uh, Ticketmaster. It's right now the only game in town for the most part when it comes to concerts, and uh, it is it is some of a problem. Well, not only that, but let's not forget that Rock has been fighting this battle since 92 yeah maybe, you know, i mean it, it's it's one of those deals where we've we've really but it, it it's crazy how it's uh one pop artist to a very popular pop artist no doubt about it has a problem and two months later they're trying to figure it out meanwhile we've been arguing back and forth for decades about this on our end but uh that's just the the squeaky wheel gets the grease as far as that's concerned my my real problem is i'm not sure any of this will change you know, I mean, uh, it's been this way forever, uh, and uh, they don't really have to reveal anything more than they want to. And I don't feel like this is going to be a real uncoverable kind of thing. It's uh, you know cause, because there's always somebody to blame if you're on the other side. You can blame the bots, but guess what? You decided to get rid of all in-person ticket sales. That was yeah. a conscious decision yeah. by your company to do that and make everything lottery-based and online and online waiting room and all that kind of stuff. So you have complicated this process and made it easier for people to come in and scalpers to come in and buy a bulk of your tickets and then double sell that. And then, oh, by the way, your resale options on your website also essentially glorify scalping as well yeah, which I mean, is crazy. because it makes it acceptable i mean super acceptable because and they it, get that money it's also very confusing for people who you know don't yes. all don't buy concert tickets on a regular basis i mean uh clearly when a, a large artist comes to town like say the foo fighters or, or whoever tool you know people that wouldn't normally go to say an avatar show or whatever and don't deal with buying tickets uh, on a regular basis you know they're seeing stuff that they wouldn't normally see and it, it is uh, they get taken advantage of to a certain degree and there's a lot of tricky sobs out there who uh this is their their the way they make their living is by um uh you know kind of defrauding uh, regular people so it does suck but there is a lack of competition out there but some also artists have said you know some of this is on taylor swift and the way that they handle they handled some of the stuff too it's it's on how the artists can set up their own concerts sure again it's it's not just a taylor swift problem it's it, it runs the gamut regardless of the format or the band that you're a fan of the the real problem is the only way to fix it is to burn it all to the ground and start from scratch over and i don't see that happening yeah morning after with nick and big j we will wrap up this show here next on the x rocks
Morning After with Nick and Big J. That is Nickelback, and that's going to do it for us today on this Wednesday. Thanks for hanging out with us, man. Feels really good to have you guys do that. And we had a chance to get a movie review from Big J, who reminded you to uh, completely skip the movie Memory, which is a Liam Neeson movie that is on Amazon Prime. He said it was bad, not good, and not worth your time. So it was a hard pass from Big J on that movie. And now you know. We had a chance to talk about a firework uh, theft that led to somebody's arrest and tasing. In Canada with We're Going to Hell, we talked about Fireball. We even gave away some Foos Fighters tickets. And a special thank you to Sticks from Steel Panther for coming on the show this morning to talk about their new song, 1987, and their new album, On the Prowl, which comes out on the 24th of next month. Always good to catch up with Sticks. That leaves you with the floor, Big J. Uh, in true full contact for Mick, a new record has been broken. In the search for signals deep in space, scientists using a giant uh, meter wave radio telescope in India detected a radio signal emitted by hydrogen atoms. It's believed to be 8.8 billion years old and is the furthest radio signal of this type detected by scientists on Earth. What does that mean? I don't know. But uh, I do certainly hope this, that these radio airwaves admit out into space and that some damn alien is hearing us for the first time ever. Would it take like billions of years to get there, though, like yeah, it did for us? Yeah, we'll be dead. So billions of years from now, somebody might hear the morning after yeah. Nick and Big J. That's a legacy right well, there. Well, listen, that's, that's what the podcast is for, too. I mean, I guess you could technically download that and listen to that years in the future, too, right? Yeah, I mean, but do a little different than, uh, you know sending it out in space. But. True, true. Uh, but then again, it's just more and more uh, archival material that people can uncover in the, for future generations so that we can continue this legacy of the show throughout many, many... many people will be hearing that and be like, oh, this is what happened to society. Right. The, our our uh, dated elf jokes will be really, really old in the billions of years down the future when the aliens hear them. Yeah. Next, Tell that to Melmac. <laughs> next set of X-Rock brought to you... God, what if, what if Melmac is getting this right now. Next set of X-Rock brought to you by Team Mazda. It's easy to get your auto loan pre-approved with Team Mazda's I pre-check button. Just click the big blue button at GoTeamMazda.com. That's it for us. Jason Drew's up next. Y'all have a good one. We'll see you tomorrow. It's the X-Rocks. The Morning After Podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.